Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Horror Zone 607. This is the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. Sitting in my wonderful Studio 13, this is your host, Mike C. And right across town, there's a couple of gentlemen, and I use that term loosely as always, but they are here with us as well, as they are each and every week. Well, at least one of them is. Uh, the other one, sometimes he's here, sometimes he's drifting. But they're both here this week. Always so drifting. first, without a doubt... He is the proof that's in the pudding. He is my good friend, Rich. That is right. And I, I always say that there, you cannot go wrong with a big bowl of pudding. You're like our giant pudding pop. That's what that's you are. That's right. Listen, man, they need a new, they need a new spokesperson. Uh, the last one uh, didn't, didn't, work didn't work out so well. So I feel like it's time that they give this fat guy a try. <laughs> it's got a bad uh, legacy. It exactly. It does have leg- a bad legacy. I think I can turn this around, though. I really do. I think I can turn this around because I think I don't know anybody else who would represent J E L L O better than I would. Uh, As long as you can spell it, I think you're in. (laughs) I think I think I think I also have a shot with high in contention. I think I also have a shot with Coke because that person also did Coke ads. Yeah, yeah. He was a Coca Cola sponsor as well. He was. Yeah, Coke and I don't remember that. Coke and Puddin' Pops. Wow. If you don't know who we're talking about, look it up. Yeah. (laughs) He's very. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Be named. He's very infamous yeah <laughs> good god he's got a son named theo and a daughter named rudy oh jesus well that, we're, let's not talk about like real life because he yeah, yeah last name rhymes with uxtable yes <laughs> <laughs> but that was only the character he played yeah yeah and also in the studio you hear him already he's already ruining the show yeah. as he does each and every week because he is the smartest man <laughs> in all of horror podcasting welcome professor well hello how are how Thanks. are you Thanks for already ruining the show. You're off to a great start. Thank you. I'm ready, ready and raring to go. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I, I think we tell. should. I think we should. Uh, uh, we we should definitely go go for Professor Drift. Because like just yeah. like Tokyo Drift. Because he, he says he's always drifting. So Tokyo Drift drifting. is Professor forever. Drift. Yeah, I'm not. He's the forever drifter. I'm, yes, I'm forever transient. He's like Elias. <laughs> if we could use Elias's theme music for him. Uh, yes. Yes, I can see that. I, I don't. I don't. He doesn't. That. He doesn't have the Elias thing because I don't think he watches wrestling. Nope. He doesn't have quite <laughs> the beard. He doesn't have the beard or the hair. Uh, he also isn't like jacked and like six foot five or either. fit in any sort of way. <laughs> and, and he's Mentally not. You, think you physical. would be after all the moving that you and he's, and he's and he's <laughs> yeah, not making. That's true. I've moved. I've moved so much. He's also not making all the ladies and gentlemen in attendance walk <laughs> with the professor either. So. Oh man! Oh Lord! I uh, yeah, I've I've had to move quite a bit in the last year. <laughs> it's been like seven or eight times in the last like six weeks, hasn't well, it? Well, that's what happens. Like I'll get, I'll move to a place and stay for a long time, but when I have to move again, there's always something that happens where I have to move twice. <laughs> it's weird. Like uh, yeah, I don't so know. you're saying you're cursed? Yeah. Anytime, like I move, I'll live for a place for five years, then like I'll have to move, and then. I move, but then something happens where like the apartment, something's wrong with the apartment or the move moving truck breaks down and I have to move my stuff from one moving truck to another moving truck. I hear you there. I mean, as, as you know, we are, we are in the new 8122 production studios, which is just moved next door though. So that's the nice part about that. I didn't have to move far, but we have a lot more room. Well, my most recent (laughs) move was from an apartment right across the hall to the I know. So you you kind of copied it. And I think we did that in the same week. Yeah. If I remember correctly, we did that in the same week. You moved into your new apartment and I moved the studio to this this one. It's a lot of fun. It's good stuff. (laughs) It's good stuff. You guys are a lot of fun. We try. We try. You guys are a lot of fun. Ain't I? We like moving. We like moving. You do. Every you day we're we moving like. it. 
you like moving, but you also like movies. I like ah. to move. Horror movies. I like horror to movies. Move we do it, like those it. horror movies. I like to move it. But uh, I know Mike C didn't. I, I know you didn't originally have it in your notes because it didn't bleep on your radar. So I'll open the news because that way it's comfortable and you can go with your notes, Mike. Because uh, me and the professor got real excited this morning. And when I mean real excited, I'm talking about midnight levels of excited because uh, – <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong trailer dropped this morning. Oh my goodness gracious! Because we're recording this on a Sunday. There, that's how you guys know when we're recording. Because yeah, it dropped this morning, and the first thing we both said to each other was, "Did you see that trailer?" Yeah. Oh my god, the, it, I, I, I'm just speechless. It looks really good. The, like, I, I don't know. They, they nailed. I loved King of Monsters. Mm-hmm. You're a big fan of King yeah, of Monsters, absolutely. Um, they nailed it with that one um not so much the one 2014 i'm not a huge fan but um they nailed it with the last one this looks like i mean it's going to be better than the original but that's easy yeah i, mean, I like millie bobby easy. brown's back yeah they brought back her and uh uh the chandler justin yes chandler. Yeah, Justin Chandler's uh, back. he's great he's awesome uh um, it looks like it looks like godzilla's made a heel turn yeah and they don't understand why I'm, but then it's it's kind of they're kind of going with the Highlander. There can be only one. What I'm thinking is maybe we'll have some Planet X aliens influencing That's what I'm hoping. influencing some of this. But I got to ask you because this scene that it sticks out the most to me is there's a scene in the trailer where Godzilla goes to blast Kong with the with the the, the ray oh, blast, yeah. and Kong catches it Reflects in the it. air and slams it back into Godzilla. Yeah, he well, it he's is, got like a. A school bus or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but he's like he's got. he jumps yeah. in the air and catches it looks like it. he catches yeah. it and he just brings it down and slams he's, it on he's Godzilla. Holding they, something they, it's they, like, yeah, there's yeah. something in his hand, but he's still like it's it's amazing looking uh, and you, you don't get to see the aftermath of what happens to no, Godzilla, no, no. but but the just the visual of this giant King Kong, like because I love the the new design of King Kong yeah. and how big he looks, jumping through the air and just somehow with whatever's in his hand, deflecting the ray and just slamming it right onto it, Godzilla is just ridiculously good. Yeah. I mean, this was a great trailer. It looks like, uh, you know, everything we, uh, it, it looks like everything I've ever wanted in a Kaiju. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, just, uh, like Pacific Rim was great. I, and this looks like it's kind of going to be the better version. I'm know? also, I can't wait to see how this little kid ties in. Yeah, because they have a little kid. That was the part that threw well, me off, but I, I'm having faith in it. They have the the little kid that can communicate with Kong. In King of Monsters, they introduced the twins, the for Mothra, for Mothra, Mothra. So like that that. Uh, well, there's usually a human, over and it looks other, like and it looks like Millie Bobby yeah. Brown is that character for Godzilla too. And we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Rodan again. You know, there's gonna be all the Titans. It's gonna be cool. But I did what? I did dig that. Yeah, I hope it's at least a, a two or a three out of ten. That's what I hope. Oh, it's going to be more than that, yeah. Mike. Mike so you think it might be like a four out of ten? No, it's going to be like a, a good solid seven or eight out of ten, and that's yeah. me—that's me underselling it. The, that one scene alone—if if them—if the movie follows the progression of that one scene, this could be the greatest, in my opinion, it could be the greatest kaiju movie of all time. Yeah, that's 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 insane to think. But I mean, if they if they ante up where they are now, mind you, this is a trailer. It's meant to get you hyped up. Yeah. So I, I'll obviously judge this on March 26th when it drops on HBO March Max 26th. and the uh, movie theaters. Of course, I'll probably be watching it on Max as movie yeah. theaters around us are now open. But uh, this is a movie I would have loved to see in the yes. theater. Yes. And if I have an opportunity to see this. Uh, after its initial run, or even in Mar- uh, Pratt, well, March, is a little cold for it. I would love to see this in a drive-through. Drive through, drive in, drive in, drive through, drive in. I want to go to the McDonald's Listen. drive-through and <laughs> Listen, watch it on I, my phone. While actually, I, wait for- I think we're onto something with the new way of the world. We should create a drive-through drive-in because have you ever noticed you still have to leave your car to go get concessions at the drive-in? Yeah. Why the fuck is that, man? That's you bullshit. should be able to just drive your car up. This is bullshit. It's bullshit. We're, we need to rectify this. And if you, if anybody out there would like to steal our idea, just at least give us credit. Because I don't that's really want, I don't really want to put the cr- capital behind it. So if somebody wants to take that risk, that's on you. Uh, but uh, just it's give me credit ba- verbally. It's like an Alamo draft house, but outdoors. Yes, sir. Yeah, with your car. Yeah, that's yes, a, sir. Yeah, just ah. have waiters come up and. Oh uh, man! Yeah. Oh, could you imagine? Especially full bar. Yeah. Or Woo! or I'm like uh, like roller, roller skates. 
they got to be on roller skates. Yeah, though. but then you would have to. Usually, you're in a field, so you'd have to have a paved lot. Pave, I don't pave know the if, whole thing. But here's the problem: I don't know if I'd like that in the summertime because think about hot pavement. Oh yeah, yeah. And then it's and then it'll it'll steam and you know it'll be hot under your car or if you sit outside of your car because sometimes nice, I sit outside. It's nice I put the little the, boom yeah. box and I put a, get a lawn chair and I sit yep, there yep. and you just listen on the boom box so your car doesn't die. That's yep. a little that's a little hack if you ever that's go to a the drive. Yep. There you go. And then I usually bring my own snacks unless it's the Unadilla one. I don't know if you've been there lately, but the Unadilla one has the cheapest prices of concessions of all time. The Elmira one has some delicious homemade butter for their product. Ooh, I would do that. Yeah. I would get that. But I'm just saying, if you go to the Unadilla one, their snacks are cheaper than like you can buy them at the store, even yeah. the dollar store. It's crazy. Oh, man. Man, I know. We've talked Can't about that. But uh, for some reason, Kong versus Godzilla <laughs> has made me talk about a drive-in movie theaters and my love for all things kaiju. Movies. So. So now, with with that out of the way, Mike, because I know you're not a big fan, uh, let's dive into the news that you prepared for us, because you did that so eloquently. Yes, I really did. I really did, as did you. You know, it was a great uh, star. It's not often that you bring in the news, so I'm proud of you, my son. I'm you know what? I, 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 it's called a segue, and finally I nailed it. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I feel good about this. Uh, I don't have anything nearly as good as what you guys have, but I do have some news. So the the top story that I've got this week is that Eli Roth's History of Horror has been renewed by AMC for a third season. Terrific. It is back. I'm actually excited. I, I, yeah, I really like good. that. I really like that series. Yeah, I do too. I he, do too. I'm kind of excited about this. Uh, we actually have the titles uh, for this uh, six episodes. There's going to be six more episodes. Okay. Uh, so season three will feature sinister psychics, mm. infections, Ooh. mad scientists, oh my. apocalyptic horror. Good God. Sequels that don't suck. Yikes. And holiday horror. Okay, so I'm all in, by the way, because especially when you have one that's entitled Sequels That Don't Suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're doing. You couple this, you know what? If you, it's like that, you know, if you couple this with uh, In Search of Darkness, the uh, documentary that you can actually watch on uh, Shudder. Yeah. But originally yep. it was Kickstarted. If you watch that, I mean, I, I'll give you this. That's a long watch. They're actually doing a second one to that. There's a follow-up. I do believe it's 1990s that they're doing for the second one. Oh, cool. Yeah, because my did the buddy 80s. actually, my buddy's going to be in the credits. He actually uh, helped crop crowdfund that okay awesome so yeah he's gonna have his name in there but what's yeah. up dennis yeah there you go but in search so in search of darkness if you didn't see it it's on shutter it's actually amazing it is a long watch so you might want to break it into pieces because it's one it's like four and a half hours long but it, it goes through the, like the 1980s and horror yeah it, it touches a little bit on what the origins were that then it's basically very strong in the 80s super good and then yeah it's very good and that's and that's how i and also even before that the eli ross show is also super good yeah he's if you want to if you want to hear some cool stories and stuff and get interviews ooh, these are the best. I'm playing the bass. I'm just trying to move my microphone. I ended up playing the bass a little bit, if you guys didn't hear that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all in. I can't wait to see more. Uh, I, I, I love it. And you know that the episodes will also be on Shutter. There's a cheap plug. E- Eli Roth is good. Um, you know, his movies sometimes are questionable, but uh, as a director, you know, hit and miss. But as a horror geek, you know, he knows his shit, and uh, he's always entertaining, I think. I mean, I got to give it to him. He's got a style. Yeah. Uh, Eli Ross style as a director is blood and gore and very over the top. Well, I mean, well, <laughs> the last two movies, Eli, Eli Roth, um, that I saw. Were Easy for you to say. Green Inferno, which oof, uh, and uh, over the top and, and violent. Yes. Well, yeah, but it's not a great, it's not it a great movie not either. But, but once again, his style is not yeah. necessarily the plot. He always makes something that is just over the top. What is that noise? That's Mike C making noise. Knock knock, knock knock was the other one with Keanu Reeves. Oh, that was yeah, which is pretty rough. That was that was an interesting one. It's that was weird. It's got a good concept, but it gets pretty rough. Yeah, but He's, no matter how you cut it, I, I I'm a fan of what he does I love, outside. Of I it. love that he exists. I love that he does what he does. And he also puts together these great documentaries because yeah. he can get everybody in a room to well, interview. And <laughs> he 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 always he has good taste is what he absolutely. Yeah. But anyways. What else you got, Mike? But anyway, uh, we've got a bunch of new release dates for some Woo-hoo! hotly, hotly anticipated movies that were supposed to come out last year, and uh, just then run we're the gambit out this spring, and then we're supposed to come out this summer, and now they've been pushed back even further. Yay! So got several of them here. So the big one, Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, pushed back again, is now going to be released in theaters on November eleventh, twenty twenty one. I don't even want to see it okay. anymore. I don't care. Whatever. That's, That's it. Lie. You're done. Tap it <laughs> yeah. out. Hey, just, just all out. these movies hey. that keep getting delayed. Whatever. Hold, whatever. Hold the care. comments. Just let them roll through, and nope. then we can just do a giant blanket. Okay. 
Yeah, so shut up. Okay. Just shut up. Okay. Just keep your comments to yourself. No, I'm just saying uh, this no, way no. this way it's more compact Got for the listeners. Well, well oiled machine here. <laughs> no, uh, the next one, Quiet Place Part Two, pushed back from April to September seventeenth. Cool. Uh Antlers has a new release date of October twenty ninth. And that also expected to be in theaters. And finally, Morbius, which we just talked about a week ago, got pushed back again. Uh, it is now going to be released on January 21st of 2022. Terrific. Well, I, I yeah. <laughs> Next <laughs> week we'll be announcing that it'll be coming this out great. in uh, this December great. 2023. 2023. Uh, I, I'm going to point this out. I said it last week, and I'm, I'm going to stick by it. I think there's two things that are at play here. One is people are still holding out hope for big box offices, so they're trying to push it back to when they think that theaters will be back at full force or close to full force. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is I think that uh, smart companies have seen the light because they saw what Wonder Woman 84 did. So Wonder Woman 84 made a little north of $200 million in the box office worldwide, which isn't horrible, but that's a movie that would have made a billion dollars worldwide easily. Got a whole lot of HBO Max. Right, but it got a whole, But that's my point. Yeah. So right now, a lot of these studios, it looks like they're trying to leverage some things to sell them to either Netflix or HBO Max or Apple. I know Apple, uh, the uh, Apple stream. Yeah. I know they're also in the hunt for things as well. And Roku's in the hunt for like, there's a whole bunch of streaming sites that are in the run. So some of these places are looking to sell some of the movie for an offset so they can make that 200 million in the box office, but make another couple hundred million for selling it and recoup their money. And I yeah. think that that's what the, what's going down. And I don't know about these specific movies. I don't know if that would be a, a case for them to come up slightly earlier, but it could be by pushing it back. It gives them that option or they're they're just trying to hold out hope that they're going to make money in the box office. But let's let's face it: the only movie you name, well, you two, the only movie you name that could be a gigantic blockbuster that to wait for would be Ghostbusters Afterlife. Because yeah. even Quiet Place Two, which is a good movie, is still a horror movie, so it's it's not going to draw what what you know. And I'm not saying that Ghostbusters, it's is a hit. but I mean, it's like it's going to be a hit. But the the first one made what it was 161 million. The That's main not thing a, was because the budget was so low. Right. Yeah. But if you think about it, it made $161 million, I do believe, was the number, give or take. So don't crucify me on that number. Uh, oh, but, we will. But, but do you think about it, uh, this thing like Ghostbusters is going to make close to a billion dollars in the if, if it was like back to normal, like pre-COVID. Yeah. So... That's the difference in when I talk blockbuster. I'm not talking about movies that won't make money because Quiet Place 2 will make money. Yeah. But yeah. it's not going to make... Ghostbusters money and Morbius is a comic book movie, but I don't know if that's really going to hit. So I don't think that I think it would make right around Quiet Place money. So I don't know why you would want to hold out for the theater. Yeah, I'm. That's just my. I have philosophy. no idea what to like. I'm excited about Morbius, but I don't I know. I don't know what it's going to be. You see, I'm excited for it too. But here's my problem: I don't think that this is the hill to die, and I think this is one of those where you try to sell. Yeah, try to sell baby sell to whoever you can. And get some money out of it that way. Because a lot of these studios are, or a lot of these streaming companies are offering the amount of money that they would make. Hundreds really, of millions yeah. of dollars. They have sure this fire. money. They have the money. Well, like, we talked about yeah. it before with Godzilla versus Kong. Before uh, HBO Max, because it's already a Warner time, it's already a Warner Media property. Before they decided to use it themselves, Netflix offered two hundred million dollars for the movie. Yeah, yeah. Which would have been, and they could have still put it out in theaters. Yeah. So if you couple a hundred million in the theaters over worldwide with two hundred million, you make three hundred million dollars. That's probably what that movie would have made. Yeah, base level. For, yeah. They're making that base level. Right. Right. If they guarantee, the deal. Yeah. just guaranteed. So I mean, so it's that's like, why I'm oh, saying it's okay, happen. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. So that's that's my philosophy on it. I don't know, Mike. Do you have a different take? No, I'm with you on that. Um, I I do think that Morbius will make more than you think that it will, just because it is a Marvel movie. Yeah. So, but it's a Sony I, Marvel movie, and with the exception of Spider Man, none of them have done that great. Because Venom didn't Venom? make Venom didn't it's make a sequel. It is, but it didn't make the yeah. it didn't make the billions word. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? It made it made hundreds B of millions. Word. But usually, comic book franchises do that that B word, billion. Yeah, and uh, and I'm not if crapping it's not, on it. If it's not eight to nine hundred million, uh, Venom made one hundred and fifty six point one million dollars. Okay, so see my point? Yeah, yeah. It didn't come even close to a billion. Well, I mean, the reason it wasn't Batman, far off. the reason Batman versus Superman is considered say, a quote unquote failure. Did you say 156 or did you mean 956? 
if I said 156, I meant 856. Okay, I, I thought, thought you said 100. Said. You said 156. Oh, wow. Oh, I thought I said 856. Yeah, I swear to God, you said 156. Sorry, man. Wow. I was looking it. at the budget at the same time. I had a budget of 116 million. Okay. Uh, so I might have been looking okay, at that. So, no, I made so yes. But still, it's, it's still shy. Million. It's still shy of a billion, is my point. And in the, yeah. in the yeah. comic book world, where if you drop a, a movie in the Avenger, in the real Marvel MCU line, you're going to make, guaranteed make a billion dollars. Well, and then, I mean, shit, Ant Man made it made a billion dollars. But then you're talking about Venom, and that's like one of the most popular comic right. book characters in, of all in time. comparison to like, Morbius, who to Ant Man. Well, like yeah. Ant Man wasn't big. Well, think about before. Guardians. Well, yeah. Guardians was Guardians like was, was a, nobody, nobody even knew, knew the Guardians yeah. was, and that movie slayed money. Yeah, and there's a third movie that's going to slay even more money. If Venom can't beat that, then that's a failure. I By the say. way, uh, Rocket Raccoon, it looks like, uh, spe- I know this isn't the show for this, but Rocket Raccoon possibly is going to be in the new Thor movie because oh they're filming Thor in Australia nice. currently. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Bradley there? Cooper. Bra- yeah, Bradley Cooper has been cited in Australia. So, uh, Professor. <laughs> Professor, did you say that Ant-Man made more money than No, Venom? I was saying Ant-Man wasn't like known or popular really yeah. before oh, okay. the Marvel so I was movies. Say it made almost half of what Venom did. Venom, right, but Venom is a super. But Venom Venom's is a like, super like, like one known of the characters. most iconic comic book. Ant Man isn't. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that Ant Man made five hundred million and Venom made eight fifty six is is it should be almost twice as much. Right, but yeah. it still it still could have been more. Is what I'm saying. If it was in the MCU, I think it would have been way more. Well, it also had a lot of bad word of mouth. Yeah. To it. So. By the way, I enjoyed the Venom movie, but that's also because I like Tom I Hardy. Enjoyed, so, yeah. I enjoyed it, but I also, as a Venom fan, did yeah. not like it. No, well, it didn't have anything to do with comic <laughs> yeah. books, okay? But at the same point in juncture, I did I did enjoy I was, Tom Hardy as like, Venom. Like, what the hell? Most of the movie, I was like, what, what, is, what is going on? But it was great. I mean, like... And they said, and they said symbiote wrong? Sim, symbiote. They said symbiote and symbiote and it's yeah, weird they kept changing what they called it it was it was strange it was strange but i enjoyed the movie that's yeah. why it's getting a sequel though yeah but you know uh also it was rated r i do yeah. believe and uh we're gonna have carnage which is pretty cool he's gonna be played by woody uh, harrelson woody woody although woody that's harrelson with woody harrelson with uh red hair kind of throwing me off a little bit yeah it's like what they did with sandman and spider-man 3 like he with the sweater just doesn't look like a real person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm just saying the movies will come out. I, I, I just think that uh, if you want to take a gamble on things right now, Wonder Woman 84 is your perfect example. Wonder Woman would have made, you know, regardless of what any of us think about it after seeing it, it would have made a billion dollars easy in the theaters. One billion dollars. And, and, and it only made 200 million worldwide. Like it was over 200 million, but it wasn't. It didn't. It actually was less than that. It had a two hundred million dollar budget. Um, it actually. Let me see if I can find it again here. I put woman, woman in when I was looking for it. Woman, woman. Um, it's. Uh, it made like one hundred forty eight million. Uh, one hundred forty eight million is what it made on a two hundred million dollar budget. Worldwide. Overall, I'm sure it no, made it a wasn't lot worldwide because of HBO. Your 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 numbers are wrong. One one forty eight. It's right off domest- Wikipedia. Yeah, so but I'm just going back with what they one, got. One forty eight is the domestic total. Okay. I know that Usually. because Diesel does the box office every week. <laughs> uh, okay. 148 was the domestic. It made a little over 200 million when you go worldwide tolls. And Wikipedia only tells domestic total. Uh, uh, no. No. It grossed 35.8 in the United States and 106.7 in other territories for a worldwide total of 140. Yikes. So. So, I, so yeah. Well, you might want to get your information made, from somewhere else than more. Wikipedia. Obviously, then. you're right. It would have made a billion dollars in a normal world. Um, it mm. probably made a significant amount more being with you know the deal with hbo max but uh but still nowhere near what it would have gotten so i just hope that's not gonna be i didn't watch it i've never even seen the first wonder woman movie so i really don't have much of an opinion about it i'm not interested in it but i hope that they get another sequel i hope that this isn't going to deter that cumulative worldwide so but that's and I see that, that on the that's internet. Not the internet would never be wrong. That's not. The that's still not the. No, so Wikipedia is off by about sixteen million dollars. Well, yeah. this is IMDb. No, I know. That's why I said Wikipedia oh, yeah. is still off. That's that's why I said you can't always go by because Wikipedia is allegedly saying one thirty two point one million. Listen, Rich, it's the it's the internet. The internet doesn't lie <laughs> ever. It's always right, hundred percent of the time. Yeah, uh, Wonder Woman uh, eighty four is uh, pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not here to talk about yeah, how yeah, bad yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. I think we should just forget about horror movies and just talk about it. I'll well, it is it, it is a horror movie, I would say. And, <laughs> of sorts. <laughs> it, I was horrified. 
There was a tra- I'm sure you were. By the way, there was a translator at the UFC fights that looked like Pedro Pasquale from fucking Wonder Woman '84. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it, looked, it looked just like his. It just like, it looked like his Maxwell Lord character. That's including great. Including a gray suit, I was like, wow. If if if. I'm like I if I didn't know better I was like but I don't think Pedro Pascal can uh, speak in Portuguese. Even, he didn't even look like a real person. The hair or whatever. Nah, it was weird. What... But I liked him. I thought he was the best part of the movie. He was. He was actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on, I uh, got a couple more things here. Uh, so the new wrong term. We've got some uh, some solid dates now finally for this. So uh, it's going to be in theaters for one night only, January 26th. Uh, and then it will be released to digital and video on demand on February 26th. So one month later, um, there's been some reviews that have finally come out about it and it's not looking good. Uh, it, the, the trailer looked good when I watched it. I thought it looked excellent. But uh, they're saying that aside from the fact that it shares a name with the original series and it takes place in the backwoods, that's where the similarities stop. It, they're, it, to me, it sounds like it's Black Christmas 2019. Uh, they basically are using a name of a movie that was a hit. And they're hoping to make money off of it. It, It's a cash grab with the name on it. They said it's nothing like it. It it basically has an ambitious um, plot to it, but it fails. So kind of disappointing to hear that, but, but it will be out within the next month here. I was interested to begin with. So (laughs) yeah, no, I I was, you know, I, I love the original one. Uh, It's, it's campy and everything. Yeah. But after you got to 925, I mean, it doesn't, you know, it kind of fell apart at that point. It's kind of like Tremors. Good. What's that? It's kind of like Tremors. Once you hit like nine hundred and ninety-five, yes. we're 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 all right. You know, whatever. Yeah. I think they're actually up to nine hundred and ninety-six Tremors yes. at this point. Actually, I think so. they're, they're they're talking about the ninth one currently. Like, yeah, like no, I'm being so. serious. And by the way, there what's his name there that died in the eighth one? They're talking about bringing him back. Oh, I'm kind of confused about that. That was the part that confused it, me. Wait, is it Stu Mocker? No, but I, I've. By, by the way, that rumor's been getting some big traction recently. <laughs> That's good. No, I'm being serious. Your Mocker's going to be alive. He and, survived. And, 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 and I, I want to throw this out. It was confirmed. We we should do a show. We keep talking about. It. We'll probably do it either for YouTube or here. We need to do a show where we break down some of these uh, things that were supposed to happen in movies. It has been confirmed that the original plan for Scream Three was for him to be what, the killer. Oh yeah. So they cut that. Completely well, he out. was going to be. He was going to be the puppeteer. Right, he was going to be pulling right, the but still, from but still, he's he's still still yeah. a killer. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's he was the uh, that was what was going to be happening. It was going to tie all the movies together. What? He because he was going to be the one that orchestrated two and three yeah, behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah. But whatever, yep. it was in the it was in the original script. I'm just Good saying, God. confirmed yeah. in the original script. Oh man. So the TV didn't kill him. We were wrong, Professor. No. We fucking, well, I, I mean, until he comes TV. back. Fucking by the way, until until he comes back, we we are right. Yeah. But if he comes back, we were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they scripted us wrong. There's no. I maintain no that, that was a way. very very light television. <laughs> it was. He's that fucking, shit was a heavy ass television. Dead. <laughs> he's I'm, fucking my, dead. My problem. My problem with it is the same that the professor B had said before. Like we remember those kind of TVs. Yeah. Maybe the youth of this generation doesn't, so it'll be easy to write in that it wasn't because they're like, oh, TVs aren't that heavy. Uh, we all know <laughs> that you, if you had a TV, you could have a tw- you could have had a twenty inch television in your room, and that thing weighed like four hundred pounds. Well, tell like Dan Aykroyd dies in Gross Point Blank. He oh, just yeah. gets hit in the head with a television. Television. Yeah, it's, it's not like, like a flat screen falling on your face, kids. Yeah, this is like a like a, if you get a screen, especially if the screen breaks, like there's tons of tubes and like glass. Dude, and, those were like, so heavy though, and that was at least that was at least the thirty five. Yeah, that was at least a thirty five to forty it inch would, television. Like, crush your head. Yeah, that's and, fucking you like, up. Cut you up. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know maybe they film a flashback scene and it's a flat screen Dude, TV. I, I had a I, I had hope. a thir- I had a thirty eight inch TV back then, and it used to take two people to move it. Yeah. The, no the best the best way for them to approach it would be a flashback scene to show how he survived that. If you think about it, the, 30, <laughs> the a thirty-eight inch screen now you could probably lift with one finger. Yeah, maybe there was something that you know prevented it from falling on his head. Maybe it maybe it landed on <laughs> like maybe deep, there was a couple pal. of like logs or something. It was an optical we, illusion. We didn't yeah, see what we right. <laughs> maybe they thought maybe they thought that there was going to be a fire in, in the house, like a fireplace, and they brought logs. I got it. I and got there was it. A log on each side of him. No, uh, no, no. We were no. all thinking too small. He's the puppet master, remember? So that means it was a hologram. Yeah, they gave yeah. Him, they gave him the Tupac yeah. at Coachella uh, uh, treatment. <laughs> That's it. Coachella, yeah. Tupac, look it up if you don't if you haven't seen that before. That's what he was. At the end of the movie, he was just a hologram baby. Woo! It could be. You heard it here first on Horizon 607. Take you it to know the why? Bank. Because it's a scream, baby. Stamp it. 
It's a there it is. I love it. That's the best way I can do a stamp sound because I can't use my soundboard. <laughs> Mike C. Wait, I don't know. I know. I know. I sound like a dying duck. <laughs> <laughs> you may be a dying duck. duck a duck. Uh, lastly, this week, uh, Resident Evil Village, uh, a.k.a. Resident Evil 8, will be released on all consoles on May 7th. Oh, it looks Coming phenomenal. It's on the Switch? Did you it's see it on the Switch? Uh, yes. Are you? Supposedly, it's going to be on everything. Uh, every console. And uh, I want to point this out. Did you get to check out this past Saturday or any of those things from this past Saturday? You didn't have to watch it live. You can no. watch it. If you're not, go on YouTube. Go to the Resident Evil page on, or oh, yeah, the channel on YouTube. Yeah, they were. Oh. They had some gameplay and a new trailer. The gameplay footage, because I don't care about trailers as much. Uh, the trailer was cool because it kind of gave you some story, but I don't care about yeah, them as yeah. much in video games because you can make the game look better. The gameplay footage, though, which is actual gameplay footage from, I do believe, the the one they were playing live was a PS5. Uh, it was phenomenal, and they said that the, uh, the, the backwards gens, so the PS4 and the Xbox Ones, they don't look bad either. They're, it's just, you know, obviously they were showing it off on the new Shinies. Yeah. But it, it looks phenomenal. It looks like it's picking up from uh, where Biohazard, Outbreak, where Biohazard yeah. sorry, yeah. Uh, left off. So I'm liking what they're doing with the Resident Evil series recently. So I know that I will be looking forward to playing this. I know Mike C will be picking it up and playing it. Oh, yeah. Set, Day one. Set a few years after the events of Biohazard, um, yeah, Ethan's world suddenly comes crashing down once again when Chris Redfield, an unexpected yet familiar face, makes an appearance setting off a chain of events that sees a distraught Ethan seeking answers to Chris's shocking actions and ultimately finding him in a mysterious village. It takes place in hmm. Romania. There you go. All right. Perfect. I'm in. I can't. I am in. I cannot wait. But, uh, yeah, so that brings us to the end of the news. No, it's, you... not coming out. it's not coming out for Switch. Oh, is that? No. Well, they announced all platforms. So maybe it's not coming out on the 26th for Switch, nah. but it'll be ported after. Because I think, isn't Biohazard on Switch? But it came out after the fact. Usually Nintendo gets games like that late. late yeah. So I would not, when they said all platforms, I'm going to believe them. It was on Switch. Yeah. That, so it could come out late. I believe them when they say all platforms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I might not come out launch day with the, with the yeah. rest of them because they have to port it over. Yeah, Nintendo's a little weird like that. Yeah. Well, you have different graphics and stuff like that, so you got to port it. But it'll be there, Professor. I mean, it's even releasing on the uh, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. That's right. So that's right. It'll it, be there. Actually, no, Mike, you got your information wrong. They they upgraded. It's going to be on the Atari Jaguar. Ah. Does anybody remember the Jaguar? No. I remember. You remember the Jaguar? Yeah. That was their cartridge. Uh, that was their thirty-two uh, bit cartridge. Yep. Uh, to compete with Super Nintendo and yeah, uh, and, Sega. and Genesis. Yeah. I didn't remember that. Yeah. I, wow, I don't know that that actually happened. had some really cool games on it, and uh, and uh, it was it was it was a decent one. You can find them usually for big money if you find them in the box. Out of the box, I think you can get them pretty reasonable. But yeah, it, it was actually a good system. But it was uh, one of those that was ahead of its time, and people didn't. They didn't have the game support, really, because I don't think that they had as many games. Obviously, they didn't have as many games as Nintendo and Sega. So that's for another. That's a discussion for another day. But if you would like to talk about uh, the Resident Evil game or Godzilla Kong or anything we talk about, or you would just like to drop by and say hi, or you have something you'd like us to review or talk about, you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook, HorrorZone607. Like and share that page. We're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, use that hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about the show to help that algorithm out. You can also go visit the website 8122productions.com and find out all the things we're doing, including all the information i give you it is right there with an easy click button and so much more coming up of course on the website you'll find out about twitch.tv slash 607 podcast join those live streams uh, if you're a wrestling fan we do the wrestling show every week 8 p.m eastern standard time on thursdays myself and ken m from the ocho duro parlay hour podcast talking all things wrestling of course we just did the ufc live reactions for ufc 257 and this upcoming sunday when you hear this if you hear it the same week it came out we'll be doing uh, live reactions and commentary for the wwe royal rumble and of course we're going to be playing a lot of Magic the Gathering Arena this weekend because MTG Arena is launching pre-release for Kaldheim, the most metal MTG set of all time, and we will be doing a ton of that stuff, grinding it out this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun over there on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. Make sure you're following. Also, uh, if you'd like to support the show monetarily and get some cool bonus content, lots of cool bonus shows, you can do that at patreon.com slash 8122productions. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of bonus content, including the... Now we have three exclusive to Patreon shows because we have I Love Movies with Ron, which will be dropping one this week, and I am proud to tell you that I found out, and I'm going to say here on Horizon first, 
we are going to be reviewing Maximum Overdrive. Yes. yes. So myself and Ron will be doing that on Patreon. And then also, also we will be, uh, Love is Scary with Dr. Derek will be out this week or this week or next week as well. And last but certainly not least, now we are doing our spoiler full stuff over there with reviews and we're following WandaVision currently. So this upcoming Monday will be episode three of WandaVision. Uh, we will be re- recording and releasing that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to be doing that for other things in the future as well. So if you want to join in, patreon.com slash 8122productions. Like I said, $1. doesn't break the bank. We're giving you a lot of bang for that buck, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And we're going to add some Horror Zone stuff probably on there as well, as well as we're going to do other things. Yeah. We, got, we, got, we, got, we got plans this year, uh, hopefully when the world goes to somewhat of a, a normal. Somewhat of a new normal, however you want to look at it. We're 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 out the new. Normal. We're cautiously yeah. optimistic, just like our friends at Sci Fi Horror Fest, which of course goes down August twenty seventh to twenty eighth in Ver at Vernon Downs Casino. Uh, of course, you can get tickets and uh, information. Oh, by the way, all the vendor tables sold out this week. Nice, sold yes, out. They we did. we announced C J Graham, of course, famous for being uh, Jason Jeez. in Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Uh, and uh, you know what? Uh, we announced him, and all of a sudden, bam, we went through all of our vendor tables. Uh, there is a possibility more will open up if things open up more in the state of New York by the time of the convention. I, w- I do want to put that out there. The reason is we limited tables and stuff, which we have quite a few vendors because the area is very big, thankfully, but we had to limit them due to current, uh, if, if, they, if they were going to allow it to go on current standards, because that would be, I do believe, half of yeah, capacity. Half capacity, yeah. So if if things change with the vaccine and everything, hopefully maybe it'll get a more. But we do have more celebrity announcements that will be coming down uh, before the, the date and so much more. So keep your eye on that. That is SciFiHorrorFest.com. Uh, that link will be in the description for the podcast, and it's also going to be on 8122productions.com. Just wanted to throw it out there because it was kind of exciting that we went through all those vendor tables, uh, which is awesome because CJ Graham is such a nice guy. I am hoping, hoping... Knocking on wood, I, allegedly I might be able to before the sh- uh, the horror the sci fi horror fest maybe get him on this show. So that's a little uh, thing that, that I'm that's a little thing that I'm working on with the promoters of sci fi horror fest is to get C J Graham on our show to talk all things. Uh, what he, what is he doing? You know? Yeah, we, we can ask him some questions. Memories. That's right. Memories. I am loaded with questions for him. I'm sure you are. You're loaded <laughs> with. Quite Never a, mind. Quite Never a few mind. Other don't, don't say that. <laughs> don't say it. Okay, Mike. See, speaking of loaded, you're loaded with a trivia question. I'm assuming. So you uh, better believe it. You can drop that trivia question because after the trivia question, we're going to take the break, and then after that, we're going to come back with the answer. And of course, we're going to do the review <laughs> of the of Castle Freak original and, and the remake ooh. so it's I kind of interesting <laughs> yeah. uh the professor came for notes so it's going to be kind of be the professor <laughs> show uh but uh with that being said mike well, before we things. get to that fun fat it's fun times what do you got for a question this week uh so as you mentioned yes it is time for the horizon trivia question of the week now this is for for those of you listening we're getting close to a milestone next week is our 100th episode of Horror Zone 607. We're already there. 100 episodes. And it's what going does that to mean? be it's going to be episode 100, the episode 100 extravaganza. Extravaganza. That's next week though. So this week, this is our 99th <laughs> episode. This is the 99th episode of Horror Zone 607. We got 99 so, problems. I'm going way back with this trivia times. question. Going back 99 years to be exact. Oh boy. So, in the 1922 film Nosferatu. What is the name of the vampire played by Max Schreck? Oh. One more time. In the 1922 film Nosferatu, what is the name of the vampire played by Max oh. Schreck? The day the is answer, mine. Nah, the they... answer <laughs> coming up after this break. Hey, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you listen to Horror Zone 607. Welcome back to The Zone. Before the break, I asked this week's Horror Zone 607 trivia question. In the 1922 film Nosferatu, what is the name of the vampire played by Max Schreck? 
questions. Okay, before before he answers, I'm going to defer again to the professor because I have faith in him again. Last week he did not let me down. <laughs> I think he's going to make two in a row. Now Mike C says that I'm 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 dumb. He says that, that, that the professor, there's no way he's getting this. But then I had to remind him he's the smartest man of all of horror podcasting, so there's no pressure at all. I'm the cock of the walk. <laughs> exactly. There is no pressure at all. So He's you're... never gotten one wrong, Rich. He's never gotten <laughs> yeah, one wrong. Never well, reason. unfortunately, Haley Mill, Haley Mills, in the, uh, Illinois was not a place. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if you guys don't know what we're talking about, go back and uh, go back about <laughs> go through our old library. I was going to say, go, about, go back about 15 to 20 episodes, and uh, it's there. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, Professor, so, you're answering for us, so don't let me down, bitch. Count Orlock. That is correct. Oh, yeah, two correct. for two, baby. Played by Max Shrek. Now, wasn't Max Shrek the name of Christopher Walken's character? Yes, Batman. Yes, that's correct. Okay. So that you now you know Tim yeah. Burton nodding to the Germans, which I'm not Germans. surprised. I, I'm not surprised because uh, German expressionism is a major part of his visual style. Well, look at the especially look at Batman, Batman Returns. Yeah, like very very dark, very like gothic. The design I like it Gotham very with very statues and, yeah. and I like the little nod. That was a great nod. Yeah. The, the, the definitely and uh, the Christopher Walken character of that uh, movie very good. He looks that like a creature good? of the night in that. Yeah. By the way, did you notice uh, somebody pointed it out now? Because obviously, so they filled up the wall with like uh, pictures for the movie. There is a picture on the wall. They're, they're like, oh, did you know Mr. Freeze is actually a Batman Returns? There's a picture on the wall oh, with Freeze? Max Shrek. No, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. Because 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 <laughs> on the wall, if you look yeah. at the wall of pictures in his office, yeah, yeah. he's got him with different celebrities and blah blah. And there one is, of them wow. is him with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and everybody made the joke of "Ha ha!" There's Mr. Freeze, which they it was it yeah, yeah. Wow. Which I, they weren't setting it up. Well, I, yeah, think I, I think no, it's just no, funny. But think about it; it took people until recently to make those on those lists. Wait, is that Arnold Schwarzenegger in that picture? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's fucking amazing. So wow. there you go, a little Easter egg that I saw the other day that blew my mind. I was like, "Holy shit, that's hilarious." Uh, but uh, you know what? It's not hilarious. <laughs> Good segue again, Mike. Uh, Horror Zone. Uh, uh, we, got, we got a review ski. Technically, we yeah, have you, a dual you beat review me to ski. It, I was going to have a segue saying, you know what's not great? You know what's not? What's not going to be fine? You know, you know, you know it's, it's, it's a dual, it's a dual review ski. It's kind of like a compare and contrast in a way. Yeah. Uh, it is It is going to be the uh, the classic. <laughs> Can we call it classic? Yeah, it's a, it's a cult classic. <laughs> Castle sure. Freak. Castle Freak. Taking on the the uh, the remake. Get your freak of on. Castle Get your Freak. freak and now I'm going to defer to our good friend the professor because he came over here with notes and he uh, to, to talk about both of these movies and uh, he's going to surprise us with his. I answers. just want to point out too that I made no notes because it's, it wasn't <laughs> worth it to me to make any notes. I got this. It's listen, all up in the steel trap up in my head. Listen, I'm going to so, spoil my review yeah. for everybody. There was parts of the moment where I was watching this movie when I finally had Which time one? to watch Which it. Uh, the first one, the, the original. The original. <laughs> and where I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> yeah. Like, why am I doing this? I will agree. Uh, we'll save it for later because I want to be surprised. I will agree with, I'm going to agree with the professor on one thing in the in the, in the the second half. But I'll, I'll leave that as a surprise since I already kind of gave you what my review for the first movie is actually going to be. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, professor, break it. Boop, boop, boop. Break it down. Break it, break it, break it down. Um, Castle Freak. All right. So uh, this is Stuart Gordon directed 1995 film. All right. So this is the guy who brought us uh, Reanimator from Beyond. Um, some classics uh, just before reasons, the show. Reasons I have hopes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just before the show we were talking about, he directed or no, he didn't direct. He wrote the script for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Absolutely. You know, so this guy, you know, he, he's quality i mean a lot of people you could debate i guess reanimator and from beyond but i i like them i like um, reanimator so uh castle freak is the story of a family that inherits a uh a 12th century what like uh are they in what country albania or something i do believe um, so they were in the remake in the remake. No, this one was in Italy, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah it was the Italy. One, the yeah, first okay, one yeah, was so Italy. Yeah, sorry, yeah, right. sorry, the second one, we're getting them confused the already. The second one is in Albania, so they changed yep, locations. Yep, yep. So there's, there's once again, there's going to be some confusion because we did watch both. So. so so the first movie, Stuart Gordon directed, and it, it uh, they took the basic premise of a short story by H.P. Lovecraft, uh, The Outsider. Is that? Yeah. And so... Um, you know, the story, it's just the short story itself is just about uh, an unnamed individual who lives in a castle, an abandoned castle. Um, he's deformed and everything. 
um, doesn't really know. It's from his perspective, so he goes out into the world, scares some people, confronts his image in a mirror, and runs away scared back to the castle. You know, that's basically the story. You know, I would have um, I would have added the sound clip in by the way, and I'm yeah. and I'm when he sees when he sees himself, I would have added in the. Oh, they shit! Who the fuck did that to you? And run, like, <laughs> yeah. the, like, like, and then he. Run, I would have put it in the comedy scene where he runs up to somebody else and is like, "There's a fucked up guy over there!" Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, of course, that person runs. He's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> See, I would have made it slapstick yeah, at that point. Yeah, juncture. There's, it would have made the movie better, I think. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's the basic. Uh, that's the short story, and the uh, movie, as you guys know. Um, you know, has to fill in a lot more, I guess. Um, yes. <laughs> well, and that they did. And Mike and I were talking about the uh, production of the movie. Uh, apparently, the uh, Stuart Gordon was in the producer's office, and there was a there was a poster on a wall, and it just said "Castle Freak," and it had a picture of like a Quasimodo type. It was like some art that had been done, and Stuart Gordon asked about that, and uh, the producer was like, "Yeah, it's a." It wasn't anything that exists. He's like, it's got a castle and the freak lives in the castle. And that's like the genesis of this movie. Because <laughs> that's where it's, all great ideas. $500,000 later. Yeah. That's where all great ideas start. There's a castle. There's a freak, There's a freak. in the castle. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's got a castle and a freak, you know? And so they took, they, I guess they took the H.P. Lovecraft story and um, went from there. So this family moves in. Um, they have a blind daughter. Um, it's John and... Well, the daughter's name's Becca. I don't remember the wife's name, but either way, they inherit Not this important. place. They're, Susan. They're, Su- oh, well, Susan. There Good you with go. your notes. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got great notes there, buddy. Well, I'm not looking at them. I just brought them. I, I <laughs> mostly have them. I mostly have them for I the second them. I movie. Yeah, I, see, mostly I mostly have them. Mostly have them for the second movie. But anyways, they, they move in this. Uh, and. Uh, do we? I guess we spoil it because it's a twenty-five-year-old. I movie. don't think you can spoil a twenty-five-year-old <laughs> movie, but continue on. So there's well, there's a castle and there's there's a, a castle freak. and there's, there's a, a castle and there's a freak. They, they move into the castle and they also inherit the freak. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and the go. the freak turns out to be the long lost uh, half brother of uh, the father of the family. And, That's where they got real convoluted. And it gets and it gets into well, it's you know incest and all sorts of yes. gross stuff, cannibalism, incest. It, but as far as the movie goes, you know, like he, you know, the, the half brother deformed, uh, Giorgio, I think his name is. Yes. Yeah. Um, they made him sound very sexy, but he's not, he was, he was tortured by his, uh, his mother there, their mother or whatever, or, or uh, care, caretaker. it was, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say mother, it was the mother, I believe. Yeah. I believe it's the mother. And, uh, anyways, so like he's exacting his revenge on, on the world and, you know, killing things and mutilating things and it gets gross. Yeah, and I mean, it, I'll give it that. It's, yeah. uh, that's the fun parts. Yeah. Everything and, else, not so much. Yeah, it's a, it's not a very pleasant viewing experience, but like it, I I think it, the cult following makes sense. It's, it, you know, I the first time I saw this was on Joe Bob Briggs' uh, last drive-in. Which uh, is a way more entertaining way to watch it. Is a very entertaining way to watch it. It is the... I would I would suggest the way to watch yes. the original. So if you want to watch this, if you after this, if you haven't seen it, you want to watch this. I suggest going on Shutter. Yeah, <laughs> and looking up the J- Joe Bob Briggs because it is on Shutter. <laughs> yeah, it is on Shutter as a movie itself. Yes, but watch the Joe Bob Briggs one, please. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. I will say, of course, you, uh, spoiler alert, I guess, for a 25-year-old movie. The reason that there's the blind daughter that plays in is because you know she can't judge him. Yeah, but you know where this is going. Yeah. Yeah, and of course they go there, which is fucking I, like it's like come on guys, the lob, the lob. Yeah. They might as well have done what I said, just adapt the story, and he just runs up to somebody. There's a real freak over there. The guy runs away. He's yeah. like, Wait a minute, I'm the freak. Ah. The story is clever though. Like he, there's a party being held, and he approaches the people, and um, they all run away, and he doesn't know why. Because like, right, right, right. He doesn't know that he's. Uh, yeah, the normal. story is way more clever than and the then, movie. <laughs> and then he feels like a presence, and he approaches it. And as he gets closer, he runs away, and then it turns out he was approaching a mirror, you know. And it's right. It's Once creepy. Again, the story yeah. is a lot more yeah. than the movie. Okay, so they added basically tons of stuff to the movie. Basically, we gave you the first one in a nutshell. So yeah. now it's time to go on well, to the. Should we review it or let's do them both at the same time? Because I okay. would give them both scores, and you can see the compare and contrast. All right. So let me break out the notes here. Yeah, he's got to so break out the notes. The this first, is where the big boy notes. The come first from. one was vaguely. Lovecraftian, like it's based kind of on the short story. Uh, the sec, the remake, 
kind of to me performs what a remake should do. It expands on it. it it's a different take on it. Um, they go full throttle with the Lovecraftian stuff in the remake here. So this is the 2020 uh, remake of of Castle Freak here, and um, so this is directed by first timer Tate Senyak or Steinzek Steinzek Tate Steinzek. Um, he was like a special effects artist on like a few things. And this is his first, like, and Fangoria produced this, I believe. Yes, yes, Fangoria. So, you know, as a remake, reboot, it, this it's another adaptation of The Outsider, but this throws in a little bit of the Dunwich Horror, which is another Lovecraft story. And uh, it pulls heavily from that one, especially the, the this remake. So the remake changes things up a bit. You know, you you have the Becca character, but there's no she's not with her family. She's with her boyfriend, John. So like the father uh, in the in the original 1995 movie um, is kind of transposed into the boyfriend uh, of this movie, and um, sh- so Becca inherits the family castle in Albania. Yes, and, now we're in Albania. Yep, now know. we are in Albania. Um, you know, she is blind. She's stricken blind because of a drunk driving a- incident with her boyfriend there, John message and John. Yeah. We get into message movie territory, but, uh, John is kind of a son of a bitch the whole time. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's a piece of shit and he doesn't to, treat- to harken back to last week. Yeah. He, he's a guy that deserves to die. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> and, and his death does, uh, come and, uh, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> the, the gore effects. I mean, the practical yeah. effects in this are great. And oh, I, absolutely. I, I would say, uh, you know, um, the first mo- movie too, I give credit for having some unpleasant uh, gore and, you know, anyway, so they, they're in the castle. There's a freak, um, the freak. Uh, are we spoiling this one? Since this is a 2020, it's more recent and it does change things up. Walk, walk, walk the line. Just kind of uh, with the light. So spoilers. there's another family connection with uh, the freak in this one. Um, it's got an interesting twist to it. Um, not like a super surprising twist, but you know, you see it coming, but it, it's, so there's a family connection to the freak in the castle in this one as well. Um, but there's more of a, as far as why, um, things are happening and why this, why this person is mutilated and everything ties more into like the occult and ties more into Lovecraftian mythology. Like, um, the Yog sothoth um, is an elder God or an old one from uh lovecraft and if you know anything about lovecraft these are like cosmic gods or cosmic creatures that uh were once on the earth or once had something to do with earth and uh, there are humans that worship them and like cthulhu and all those uh figures they they worship these things and so you have a cult like this in this movie that's trying to open a gate for yogs thoth to come in and you have the great prof- the professor in this there's a character <laughs> character named the professor from By the way we're suing the fuck out of them. Yeah. So yeah. so like yeah, I just a, want to state that towards the end of the movie he says, "My friends call me the professor." Yeah. So he yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> he, <laughs> so he best line in the whole movie. My friends call me the professor. You're geeking out As the he professor. Says it to the freak. Does he you're geeking out professor? That's one of my favorite lines. Um <laughs> So he's from Miskatonic University, which is uh in Arkham City, which is a big Lovecraftian um that that's a lot of st- Lovecraft stories take place there. And Miskatonic University pops up in Color Out of Space, that Richard Stanley uh movie with Nick Cage that came out this uh last year. So like there's a lot of cool universe building stuff that's going on in this movie. They're they're planting seeds. They they're the Necronomicon. The Necronomicon appears in this, um, which is in Miskatonic University. Um that um that's in the Dunwich Horror. Um so there's there's a lot of uh, really clever fun fun uh, seeds for and Easter eggs for Lovecraft fans. And uh the movie is hit and miss. Um, and we'll get into the reviews, but that's basically that's basically it right there, right? So before we jump into the reviews, let me give you uh, the uh, well, basically our scores. Let me give you the, the 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 little things for both movie and the scores that are given from other places, just so we can compare notes. <laughs> yeah. uh, by the way, the original Castle Freak, which has a very suggestive 1980s looking case, even though it came out in 1995. Oh yeah. 
uh, was released direct to video in November of 95. 95 minutes long, so that means there's no box office, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. The screenplay was done by Dennis Pololi and Stuart Gordon. Stuart Gordon directed it, and it starred Jeffrey Combs, Barbara Crampton, Jessica Dollarhide, and Jonathan Fuller. So basically, he brought back, the, the band was back together yeah. from uh, uh, Reanimator. Reanimator. Thank yeah. you. I don't know why I was having a brain fart. Uh, by the way, I only had two scores because I was only searching. I'm not searching it down for the other ones. I only have two scores for this. 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is the combined score. And 88% on Google. Wow. So it is. A, it's got its base. It's got its yeah. base on Google. Uh, then the 2020 film, which has not as a suggestive. It has more of a creepy kind of poster. Yeah. Uh, this movie itself was also. Uh, where's. Come on. Give me my stats. Give me my stats. Of course, uh, it was released on December 4th, 2020. There's no box office because there was no box office. This one runs 11 minutes longer. It's 106 minutes long. Yeah. It was written by uh, Kathy Charles and directed by Tate Stenziak. Uh, and, of course, one of the producers on the movie, Barbara Crampton, who's yeah. one of the stars of the other movie. Uh, and then you have Omar Sharif Brunson Jr., Claire Catherine, Chris Gallus, Jake Horowitz, Claudian Hoxha, Genti Kami, uh, Kalaja Keiko, and... Uh, Kaka Magalais, and I might have said two of those names wrong. I am sorry. Uh, but uh, that Kika was Magalais. There you go. He got it. Uh, so the scores on this, there is three for that. It's 4.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes combined score, and a 65% on, on, on Google users. Obviously not a cult classic yet. It's, uh, it's Just came a, out in 2020. It's got a mixed uh, reception there. So let's do scores. And uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go first. Uh, so for the original, <laughs> <laughs> I already kind of ruined it to you guys because I said I multiple times. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Uh, <laughs> an hour and 35 minutes that I'll never get back. This, I, I will point out, is not the worst movie I've ever seen. No, It's not going to get the, the worst score because I've yeah. seen worse. Uh, it was in color. <laughs> it, it, it was shot it was a motion picture it was a motion picture uh i did like the gore yeah i will say that i did like the gore so there it's there was disturbing it's a, it's... there's some disturbing parts however the creature design no oh, ha, ha. very bad very 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 bad yeah and uh you know i i just i don't like the story overall i thought you know especially after looking up the the the, the outsider by you know lovecraft you know this the, yeah. the inspired story i thought that that would have made it would have made an hour and a half movie no. but i thought that would have been a better movie uh, more of keeping it in the shadows because yeah. i i would have liked to not seen the creature's face and just kind of had him scaring people away i mean it would have taken away from the gore level which would have sucked but at the same time it would have been a better movie in my opinion yeah yeah uh, so I, I gave that a two, a two out of 10, <laughs> two out of 10, two out of 10, uh, the remake and the 2020 version. And, uh, I think there'll be a trend here. Uh, the gore was amped up. Oh yeah. I like the effects a lot better. And I love the fact that they use practical mostly. I mean, there was yeah. some CG towards, uh, the, end. towards the end, yeah. but it's mostly practical. Uh, the creature design was, was, was better. Yeah. was, was better. Uh, and, uh, the storyline, although it was slightly different, I liked this one a little better. It was a little less incestuous, if you will. Yeah. If you want to go there, I gave, I gave this one. I, I'm 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 going to be generous because of how I, how much I like this. Like normally, I would say three and a half, but I gave this a four out of ten just because I gave it a half point more because of how much I disliked the original. <laughs> uh, they took they took something pretty rough and, and made, made it, it a little shinier. A little, it's yeah. not great, but it wasn't a, quite as a way. I didn't yeah. find it as much of a waste of my time. And the kills and gore in this movie are worth watching if you're yeah. a slasher fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's what I took away. That's why I like this one a little better, honestly. And, of course, I thought the creature looked a lot better. Yeah. I say creature. He's a man that's just deformed. But Well, no, it's a woman. Well, this one. Uh, shh. We, are, we, we only gave it away for the other one. Shh. Well. You calm it down, oops. Professor. Whoops. You're giving away spoilers now. So yes, in the second one's a woman. There you go. Spoiler alert. <laughs> After the fact. Sorry. Yeah, I was just trying to give it to what we already knew. Well, uh, well, you ruined it. You ruined it again. Well, okay, Mike, do you want to go next, or you want the professor to go next? Oh, I would love to go next. Okay, I would absolutely love to go next because <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear your opinion. Because if I was brutal, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, this is gonna be great. Yeah. So the first one. <laughs> so here we go. So. Um, I, I thought it had a good cast. Uh, you know, Barbara Crampton and Jeffrey Combs, you know, they did their normal thing. Um, I like both of them. I, I, you know, I, I think that they did okay. Uh, Jessica Dollarhide, who played Rebecca Riley, their daughter, the blind daughter, I, I thought that she did a fine job. Um, atmospherically, I, I thought, you know, it was there. It had a good look to it. Um, you know, kind of gothic and everything. So I, I, I did like that. It was on film. Um, it was It was in color. 
it was in color. It was filmed. Uh, it was a motion picture. Um, <laughs> Moving I, images. I also really didn't care much for the story. Uh, you know, it did have good practical effects and everything. So um, with this one, you gave it, what, a 2 out of 10? I gave it a 2 out of 10, yes. Yeah, I, I, I would actually say I give this a 3 out of 10. All right, That's a little what more. I was thinking okay. the whole time. Right. So pretty That's close. Fine. That's fine. Uh, now, on to the remake. <laughs> so the first half of this film was basically, in a nutshell, the original movie. You know, things were a little bit different. They combined the the blind daughter and the wife from the first one, and she became the girlfriend of uh, of the you know the the, John. the guy John. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it was more or less it was the same story, just kind of condensed. And then, and then the rest of the movie happened. <laughs> so I'm a little bit confused. So first of all, first of all, what was that that came out of that thing's vagina? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, that was well, the biggest we're... vagina ever because it went from its tailbone to its belly button. Yeah. Uh, well, it's. I, uh... I, what was that thing that came out of it? It was kind. Of, it reminded me of the doctor from Hellraiser Two with the little things that come out of his hands. Uh, what was that? It was. Was it a tongue? Was what? What was it? I. Uh... We don't know. Was it a fruit roll up? We don't know. I we're think, not quite sure. I think it was a phallus. Is it? I. I I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't uh, be able to tell you either, really, to be honest. But we 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 do get to the uh, to the big finale. Things are setting up. There's villagers coming with their torches. It's setting up for a big finale, and then it pulls the turning and just ends. The screen just goes black, and we see Castle Freak up on the screen. So the movie just ended out of nowhere in the middle of a scene as it was setting up for its climax. So props to them for not finishing the movie. Oh. And then (laughs) there's a mid-credit scene that at first I was kind of like, oh, my God, what is going on? And then, like, the light bulb went on that apparently this, you know, people that are fans of this sort of a thing are going to get it. So I don't want to spoil it for them. (laughs) But apparently it's tying it in with another movie. So I'll just say that. Spoiler alert with that. But it it ties uh, Castle Freak into another film or another character from another film anyway. Um, that being said, on a, on a scale, my normal scale of zero to 10, zero being the worst movie ever and a 10 being the greatest movie of all time. I, I do want to say that I'm going to give this movie a very, very solid, very strong negative 12. <laughs> negative because 12. This movie was worse than Halloween 2018. I found it. I found the movie that's worse. That was the worst piece of rubbish I've ever seen. Barbara Crampton, I didn't get to meet you, so I don't really feel bad about saying this. She Shame is lovely. On you. You, you Shame said. on you. You, you. Shame on you for producing you, this rubbish. You bite your You're tongue. better than this. You are better than this. And the movie actually started out okay. You know, it was boring, but, you know, again, it was kind of the same thing as the original. But really, that's what you do to make it different? I, what well, I I don't even want to talk about it for another second. I'm you gonna make with that okay. change? Okay, continue. Well, let me. I'll I'll sneak in with my review here. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So, um, I I definitely would agree with a lot of what you gentlemen have said about this movie. Um, it is rough. Um, but as far as like what a remake is supposed to do, I would say that this is what a remake is supposed to do. Um, it is it it does change it up quite significantly. And it adds a lot from the Dunnish horror, um, the Lovecraft story. So if you ever get a chance to check out that story, um, you get kind of a glimpse into what this movie's about. Um, but anyways, I, I do like it for certain things. Um, like performance-wise, this one's a little bit rougher, I would say. Um, like the uh, main actress who's supposed to be blind um, doesn't do a very convincing job of that, especially when... There are scenes where she's cooking breakfast totally fine. Looking at the man. Like looking at things. Yeah, she's like (laughs) watching her work. She's looking at things throughout the movie. I'm like, well, they. Yeah. So, anyways. Well, she found herself alone going through the hallways and stuff by herself with no problem, too. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's some stuff. There's some issues. But. You know um, what? They were contacts. That's all they were. She was faking. There was nothing wrong with her. So, there's, there's some pretty bad things with stuff like that. But I, you know, as a, as a Lovecraft fan, as a horror fan, um, there's a lot of really fun stuff, uh, for, uh, fans like that. Um, you know, you got, you got, uh, name dropping some of the, the old ones from Lovecraft. You got, uh, you got the Necronomicon, 
You have mention of Miskatonic University. Um, the post-credit or mid-credit sequence, whatever that was, is a nice, cool tie into things. Um, so, and and you know, this this movie has some disturbing monster sex, gross monster sex, like in the in the you other know, one. Um, you know, there's some two two pretty gross sex scenes or three. I don't know. There's some really nasty sexual gross stuff happening in this, um, which they push it, and I can appreciate that. They push. Well, it was they, literally they threw a hot dog down a hallway. I, I'm just gonna put that in. There. That happens. Go on. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, but yeah, um, this to me nails what a remake. The original, I give like kind of like a five out of ten. I'm halfway there. Like that's a fifty for me. Um, 50%. You get a failing grade, you made a movie, but and I can see where it's a cult classic and watching it on Joe Bob, I appreciated it a little bit more. Um the remake, I give a I give a 7 out of 10, 70% C, solid C for me. Um it it had a lot of gross stuff. I like the practical effects. I like the Lovecraft nods. I it seems like they're setting up a Lovecraft universe. Um these guys whoever wrote and directed this um which would be cool. Um, so if Fangoria keeps going with these guys. Yeah, I like it. Um, so this, I, I give uh, a little bit more than a negative 12. I give it a seven out of 10, 70%. Yes. Agree to disagree. Yeah. Agree to yeah. disagree. <laughs> I love how That's you it, agree huh? to disagree. That no, we're all I'm, speechless at this point. No, is, uh, I, uh, by the way, I, I have spent more time on this than I ever wanted to in my life. Thank you you and me gentlemen. both, it's, buddy. It's a disgusting movie. Things get thank gross. You, thank you. Thank you both fine gentlemen. With that but, being uh, said, though, that's a good, yeah. uh, if you have a different take on Castle Freak, if you're one of those people who thinks it's a cult classic, hey, that's cool. I mean, I'm not going to crap on you. I just, it wasn't for me. Uh, <laughs> let us know. Let us know how you felt about it. We always like hearing from you guys, social media wise. HorrorZone607, like and share that page on Facebook, at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram, hashtag HZ607. Hit up 8122productions.com for all of the links for our, you know, to the friends of the show, like the Ocho a parley hour and uh, musical guests and local sponsors and of course for patreon.com slash 8122productions and for twi- twitch.tv slash 607 podcasts and of course the Horror Zone uh, YouTube page you can find that out on YouTube for searching Horror Zone uh, man uh, don't, if I forgot anything I, I apologize to anybody of course Sci-Fi Horror Fest as well August 27th 28th from Vernon Downs Casino uh, CJ Graham will be there plus much much more and vendors are sold out currently at current levels so that is an awesome uh, sign and news going into the new venue so that's pretty awesome as well and uh with that being said mike c that's all i got for these fine folks this week so take them home all right sounds good well i want to thank you all as usual for listening to the show that we love doing so much next week just a reminder it is a big one for us it is a very special episode it is our 100th episode next week so you're not going to want to miss that we've got some fun things in in store for you and uh, it's going to be a good show it's going to be a good show especially if the professor shows up yeah um you know it's i i maybe maybe it'd be better if you don't <laughs> i don't know i don't know uh oh. you gave castle freak a much higher score than that it deserved so i think maybe you should stay home I, you know it's, it's dessert it's you know, we'll see how it goes he may or may not be here uh if he does i am gonna wish i was in the studio so i could punch him right in the mouth that's what i'm saying that's that's what's gonna be so special about our 100th episode i might actually punch him in the mouth on here i don't know he's gonna but break his be, quarantine i'm gonna break my quarantine because it's <laughs> worth it it's worth it just to come and punch you directly in the mouth you're so passionate i really am i really am and that's why we do this show because we're passionate so, so it will be a fun episode next week, though, so you're not going to want to miss it. 100th episode of Horror Zone 607. So until then, for the professor, for Rich, I am the one and only Mike C. Saiyan. Saiyan.